This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Saturday, September the 10th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether that's AEW, WWE, New Japan, or any other wrestling promotion, we give you a comprehensive outlook on all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. It's a daily podcast that's free of charge, and it's available anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and jump right into the headlines. Starting over on E-Wrestling News, Andrew Ravens is writing in at the 
Texas Hour, the Young Bucks reportedly had sent feelers out to WWE. Now, there's currently a lot of uncertainty surrounding the future of some AEW stars following the backstage fight after All Out involving the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and CM Punk. Now, a new report has been indicating that Matt and Nick Jackson sent out feelers to gauge potential interest within WWE. Now, Ryan Frederick of Wrestling Observer stated that there are some people out there in the wrestling community that believe there is a chance that the Young Bucks could potentially jump to WWE when their contracts officially expire. As of right now, nothing has been confirmed, but we will continue following this story as it becomes available. Let's go ahead and let's jump over to news about Chris Jericho. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour. Chris Jericho says his Mount Rushmore of wrestling has never changed. Chris Jericho is the first ever WWE undisputed and AEW world champion, has been wrestling for over three decades, and he announced his Mount Rushmore. And he said his Mount Rushmore has not changed for years. Now, he says, I love Shawn Michaels, Owen Hart, Ricky Steamboat, and Hulk Hogan. Those are my four favorites when I was growing up, so they will be on my Mount Rushmore to this day. Now, Jericho defeated Brian Danielson at AEW's All Out last weekend and has been praised for his backstage work in wake of all of the issues that are happening right now in AEW. For more information on all things Chris Jericho, continue following E-Wrestling News, and we will give you more information. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour about CM Punk. Reports are coming out that CM Punk underwent surgery for his torn tri tricep and he will be out likely eight months. CM Punk has undergone surgery for a torn left tricep injury. Now, as previously reported, the now former AEW world champion injured during his match with John Moxley at last Sunday's All Out pay-per-view. CM Punk would later go off during the post-show media scrum, which resulted in a physical confrontation with the Young Bucks' Kenny Omega backstage in the locker room. All the names involved in the fight have since been suspended, with AEW president Tony Khan vacating both the world championship and the trios championship on this past week's episode of Dynamite. Now, the recovery time for a torn tricep is typically around eight months. It should also be noted by Dave Meltzer that CM Punk's doctor recommended having surgery quickly to avoid any muscle atrophy. For more information on the recovery of CM Punk, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Ryan Clark's also writing, Ring of Honor World Television Championship is set to be defended on next week's episode of AEW Rampage. Samoa Joe is back. During Friday night's episode of AEW Rampage, the reigning Ring of Honor World World television champion cut a promo about being away for several weeks while he was filming a movie. But with that being said, he's now back and he's ready for business. That led Sterling Mark to come on out with Tony Nese and Josh Woods. Now, Sterling says that Woods deserves a shot at Joe's title. While Joe offered to have the match right then and there that night, Sterling insisted that the match take place next week on Rampage. For more information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News to find out what will happen between Sterling Mark and Samoa Joe as it relates to the championship. Ryan Clark's also writing in at this hour, three new matches have been added for next week's episode of AEW Dynamite, which will be emanating from Albany, New York. Now, three big matches have been announced for next week's episode of AEW Dynamite, which will take place at the MVP Arena in Albany, New York. Now, here are the latest. It will be Brian Danielson taking on Chris Jericho in a semifinals match for the AEW World Championship Tournament. Now, AEW World Championship Tournament semifinals will be John Moxley taking on Sammy Guevara as well. Tony Storm and Akara Shida versus Britt Baker and Serena Deeb as well will be in action. For more information on all things that will be happening next week on Dynamite, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. Charles Parker is writing in at this hour for E-Wrestling News. More on the investigation into AEW's brawl that took place and if there was any eyewitnesses to it after the media scrum. Now some additional details on the external investigation being handled by a third party looking into the brawl following the AEW All Out 2022 pay-per-view event this past Sunday. Now the fight involves several AEW top stars 
all of which who've been stripped of their titles and are now on suspension right now. Dynamite had suspended all of them at the conclusion of the event. Now the investigation will determine their futures. Reports confirm that all involved in the actual fight were CM Punk, A Steel, The Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega. Additionally, Pat Buck, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, Brandon Cutler, and MJF were all in the vicinity of where the fight took place. They were all said to have been trying to break things up. Now it's believed they will be gone until the investigation is complete and final decisions have been made. Now those involved, once again, have either been suspended or will be kept just off of television. The plan for the investigation is to conduct video interviews with everyone present in the room. Not only includes the reported names involved, but also witnesses of the incident. It was reported that AEW chief legal officer also saw the incident unfold completely. MJF was also a witness to the brawl and is anticipated to be a part of the formal interviews for the investigation. Now as previously reported on eWrestling News, there are legal threats made from CM Punk's side following the brawl, which is why AEW has not commented on the matter and is also the reason why Tony Khan did not mention his name or the events on AEW Dynamite. One wrestler said that he was next door and thought they were shooting an angle, only to realize when he came out that was definitely not the case. It was also noted that Chris Jericho was aware of what was going on backstage while he was taking part in the post-event media scrum. He was able to maintain his composure and let Tony Khan know what he knew. Now, one source says that CM Punk returned to AEW several weeks ago, and he told at least one person at a press conference for the pay-per-view. Guess what? This one's going to be interesting. Now, this stems from speculation that Punk had already made up his mind on what he was going to say at the media scrum going into it. He clearly agitated many things and got a lot of things off his chest. Many reporters in the room were asking questions, and Punk would go off on tangents that had nothing to do with the questions that were being asked. For more information on this and the investigation, continue following eWrestling News, and we will have more information on everything. Chris Jericho's theme song makes an appearance on Cobra Kai. Kai Season 5. In the premiere of the Netflix series Cobra Kai, Chris Jericho's song Judas was performed by Jericho's band Fozzy, and it was utilized in one of the scenes of the show. Now, despite the audio missing, viewers could still tell by the subtitles of the lyrics of the song, as Paul Walter Hanser, who plays Stingray on the show, sings the lyrics. You can definitely check out the clip right now. It is online for you to see. With more information, continue following eWrestling News, and more information on this we'll be following. Charles Parker's writing in at this hour for eWrestling News. Booker T doesn't see the current situation in AEW similar to the way WCW ended. In what has been a chaotic week for all elite wrestling, Booker T commented on the fight that took place and how everyone seems to be buzzing about it this week. In an interview with Wrestling Inc., WWE Hall of Famer was asked if the chaos that ensued with CM Punk after the media scrum compares at all to what was happening during WCW during its final days. And this is what Booker T had to say. Not at all. It's totally different. Our last days in WCW, you could see the writing on the wall and everything was done. All the plugs had been pulled. We were just waiting for the doctors to come to tell everyone it's over. You know what I mean? Now he would go on to say, right now Tony Khan still has a whole lot of money. He's invested everything into it, no pun intended. And I think he's going to work everything out, especially the best that he can. I wouldn't think Tony Khan is even going to start about thinking about anything like that. Right now, he's only thinking about making this company successful. If he gets to that five-year mark and things are not working, then he might start rethinking some things at that point. Now, since the brawl took place, AEW President Tony Khan has taken several measures to address the matter and is seemingly wanting to make sure that everyone is aware of what's happening and that these kinds of things will not be tolerated. Strip CM Punk of his title, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks of their respective titles. Punk's statics is still unclear as it remains to be known if it's a suspension or eventually he will be released. Now, either way, he is still injured and out for eight months. For more information on all this, continue following eWrestling News, continue following Booker T, and we will give you 
more information on it. Let's talk a little bit about backstage news on MJF. Now, many fans know that MJF has been gone for three months prior to his appearance at the All Out pay-per-view, but how did they keep MJF's appearance at the pay-per-view quiet? Well, as seen on Sunday's AEW All Out pay-per-view, MJF made his return to All Elite Wrestling. Now, according to a report from PW Insider, the salt of the earth was privately flown to Chicago for the pay-per-view. Additionally, he stayed in a separate hotel from the rest of the AEW talent, and he was kept quiet. He then took a secret bus and got to the event just minutes before his segment aired. In other news, several AEW stars will be doing some signings at upcoming New York Comic Con, which takes place on October the 6th through the 8th at Jacob K. Javits Convention Center in New York City. With all that being said, continue following e-wrestling news and more information about all of this will be coming forward. We have more information on the talents held prior to AEW Dynamite this week. David Esposito is writing in for e-wrestling news. Fightful Select has an update on the talent meeting that took place prior to this week's episode of Dynamite, and it's corroborating what Wrestling Observer Newsletter had to say. Many talent were complimentary of the meeting, noting that Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and Chris Jericho are the right people to lead things right now. Now, the talent were told to keep their personal issues personal and solve your problems backstage instead of leaking them to the dirt sheets. It was also a point that was made to other talent as well. At Danielson, Moxley, and Jericho were praised for the way they conducted the meeting. Jericho was praised for stepping up backstage more than he had previously done. Meanwhile, Moxley and Danielson are said to be adored by the AEW locker room. Moxley's promo about being the answer to AEW's problems was something that all the talent agreed with, while others like Danielson's demeanor, which also was described as calming. Now, the meeting was said not to be anti-CM Punk, but the three veterans leading the conversation, all of them who have had a lot of work with Punk in their careers, it left the locker room feeling more positive than it did the day before. One talent noted that AEW had a wide variety of veterans to go to for advice, and also noted that while the incident shouldn't have happened to begin with, the way Eddie Kingston owned up to his role with his issues during Sammy Guevara was actually the right way to handle a situation like this. Previous reports on the meeting noted that Danielson, Moxley, and Jericho were the ones that were leading the proceedings. They called the meeting prior to the show in Buffalo. Prior to the talent meeting, performers knew they had to come to the event before the show was going to be getting ready, and at the end of the day, it was business as usual. Now, one source said that the backstage meeting was very positive. There was said to be a realization that there is some brand damage that was done to AEW now that they have to repair. They were told not to air their dirty laundry out in public in any way, shape, or form. One source said that it was over. Everyone decided to leave all out in the past and only look forward. Several said that they were very happy that after the negativity, everybody was able to still stay strong and make a good showing on Dynamite on Wednesday. While most were excited about the future, there were some upset with how everything had gone down on Sunday. Now, neither Jericho or Moxley are scheduled to be on the show, with Moxley having an angle that would include a vacation and an eventual return. That seems to be over, and now that Jericho, Moxley, MJF, and Danielson seem to be the top stars moving forward. For more information on all of this concerning the backstage meeting, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be coming forward. Ticket sales coming up for AEW events. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. You can find out the ticket information for several AEW upcoming events. Next week's episode of Dynamite in Albany, New York has already has 2,900 tickets sold. AEW September 21st, Arthur Ashe Stadium already has 10,000 tickets that are already sold. AEW and Dynamite already has almost 5,000 tickets sold. AEW in Washington already has over 2,000 tickets sold. And if you would like to see the rest of it, you can continue on with this article right now over on E-Wrestling News by Ryan Clark. Continuing on with the headlines, there is updated on the betting odds for who's going to be the winner of the AEW World Championship Tournament. Ryan Clark's writing in, Bet Online has set the updated betting odds for the winner of the AEW World Championship Tournament. Now, many, as you know, Sammy Guevara will face Darby Allen, which we saw this past week on Rampage with Sammy Guevara coming out on top. Now, the winner is going to face John Moore.
Moxley in the semifinals. The winner of that match will go off to face Chris Jericho versus Brian Danielson match that's going to be taking place next week from Albany, New York. The finals will take place at AEW Grand Slam, which will be happening on September 21st from Arthur Ashe Stadium. Now let's get to the betting odds. Right now, Brian Danielson is the heavy favorite right now to be the winner of the tournament. Chris Jericho is close behind right now. John Moxley comes in third. Sammy Guevara comes in fourth. That is what it looks like right now. Now there's also a poll right now. Will MJF win the AEW championship before the year 2022 is over? And there is a heavy prediction that he will be the champion moving into 2023. With more information on all of this and the betting odds, continue following eWrestling News and we will continue to give you more updates on what the numbers are saying. Ryan Clark's writing in at this hour about Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer doesn't believe MJF should have referenced WWE and Triple H when he was on Dynamite this week. During the latest edition of the Busted Open Radio, Tommy Dreamer commented on MJF's return to AEW on Wednesday night's episode of Dynamite in a promo segment that he featured. He referenced WWE, Triple H, Nick Khan, and even Cody Rhodes. The innovator of violence said that he doesn't believe that it was the right time and the right place, and that was not something that was good for AEW at that time. Dreamer would go on to say this, For that specific time, all hands are on deck for a show that you really need to show up on. Why would you even talk about unhappiness being in a company after everything that has happened so far? And you know what? You're already trying to book yourself somewhere else in 2024? Why are you mentioning Triple H, Cody Rhodes? That doesn't need to be needed in your promo. Because the reason is, where's the payoff? Now, on WWE and Triple H are popular right now, and they can't be used in promos. This is what Dreamer said. Right now, WWE is the place everyone loves. If you're going to talk about leaving, he's talking about something that can't happen till 2024. If you're a heel and you're naming Cody Rhodes as a babyface and Triple H as a babyface, WWE is babyface right now. You're talking about things and you're trying to get responses from fans, and I get that. But right now, this is not the show you're on. You're on this one. And in my opinion, talk about things that are happening here. His promo was great, his words were great, but not all of them were needed. For more information on the promo that MJF gave and the responses that Tommy Dreamer felt, continue following eWrestling News and more information on that will be forthcoming. Thomas Lawson is writing in at this hour about Thunder Rosa and the backstage locker room. Now, many believe in the backstage in the women's division of AEW that Thunder Rosa is exaggerating her injury, which is keeping her away from the ring. Last month, it was announced that due to a back injury that left her unable to compete, Tony Storm was crowned the new interim AEW World Champion at the All Out pay-per-view. In the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer reports that some in the company believe that the injury is legitimate, but not as bad as Thunder Rosa is making it sound. Here is a quote. There's a lot of division amongst many of the women and Rosa, basically ones who've gone out and made com public comments insinuating that her injuries, although they are true, aren't really as bad as is saying they are. Many people feel like she has taken this time away because she's just trying to step away from the company until all of these things seem to blow off. Now, with that now being known, Tony Storm has stepped up and she is the new interim championship. They would go on to also say she doesn't really have a quote-unquote back injury, but yes, in some ways she does. Now, here's the thing about injuries. Sometimes you can have injuries, but then sometimes they're not quite as bad. There's a lot of people who've worked through injuries, but they've dropped the title in the ring, and a doctor would likely tell them that they shouldn't be wrestling if this is a true threat to them. Now, Rosa has previously been accused of faking injuries, which is 
being used to keep her off of AEW TV. It's been reported that Rosa has significant heat with Britt Baker, which has been the case for a long time, and Jamie Hayter for breaking Hayter's nose at Battle of the Belts 3. Rosa has denied all these reports, and she says the injury is 100 completely legit. For more information on everything going on with Thunder Rosa, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information will be coming forward. As we mentioned earlier before, MJF is stepping forward and saying that he was a witness to the all-out brawl that happened after the post-media scrum. Dave Meltzer reported on the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that MJF is believed to have seen everything during the backstage confrontation between CM Punk, Ace Steel, The Elite, and Kenny Omega. AEW hired an independent firm to investigate the matter. The firm will be conducting interviews with Punk, Steel, Pat Buck, The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Christopher Daniels, Michael Nakazawa, and Brandon Cutler. MJF is also one of those people who is said to be neutral, and he will also be interviewed as well. In a statement, the company has brought in an independent firm to investigate and do video interviews with everyone in the room, which include all the names that were mentioned above, including a number of what we call neutral parties who were in the room and were who to have believed to have seen everything that happened. The key names were include Max, MJF Friedman, and AEW Jacksonville Chiefs legal officer as well. For more information on all of this, continue following eWrestling News, and we will find out more of what's happening with this ongoing investigation. AEW All Out pay-per-view buys. There's an estimated amount of how well the pay-per-view did. Andrew Ravens is writing in at this hour. The reported early pay-per-view numbers for AEW All Out are in. Dave Meltzer reported in the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that the event did an estimated buy rate of 135 to 142,000 buy rates as far as pay-per-views. Now, digital numbers are not included in this estimation. Last year, it did nearly 205,000 buys, and it's the highest-selling AEW pay-per-view to date. This would mark the first time AEW pay-per-view buy rate did not top from the previous year. The show faced stiff competition as WWE had Clash of the Castle and World Collides going on at that same weekend. AEW previously did the pay-per-view for All Out, which was AEW and New Japan Pro Wrestling known as Forbidden Door, and that pay-per-view did 127,000 buys. For more information on the pay-per-view buys and how the numbers are ringing for AEW right now, continue following E-Wrestling News and more will be coming. Thomas Lawson's writing in at this hour for E-Wrestling News. Younger wrestlers, they feel ignored by Tony Khan in AEW. Younger wrestlers on AEW's roster are reportedly feeling ignored by company president Tony Khan. Khan has his hands full as of today, but not only putting on weekly programming, but dealing with the all-out post-show controversy. Now, prior to all of this, there have been reports of frustration within the roster, leading Tony Khan to host a talent-wide meeting last month prior to an episode of Dynamite. Now, during a recent Pro Wrestling Torch interview, Wade Keller stated the impact of the large roster and Khan's focus only on top stars has led to resentment among others in the company. In a quote, We've reached a point where Tony's roster is just so unwildly, and I hear this from many younger wrestlers who simply feel ignored. They wish that they were able to be talked to as much as some of the other stars. Instead, they just show up and they work and that's it. Some of them said they wish they had more time to talk to Tony. Now, the report did say that wrestlers said they felt ignored a lot. Now, during the last week's episode of AEW Dynamite, as we mentioned before, championships were stripped from the current title holders. In a related article, Tony Khan also has appointed Tony Schiavone as a liaison so the talent can speak with him and Tony can report back to Tony Khan as well. For more information, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information about how 
the roster is feeling about being able to speak with Tony Khan. Let's jump over to our friends over at Wrestling Inc. Dominic D'Angelo is writing in at this hour. Kofi Kingston has an outside-the-box idea for Sami Zayn. Now, many people know that Kofi Kingston has pitched many different ideas in WWE. He pitched the potential idea for New Day for Sami Zayn to be an honorary oos. It's beginning to fit his groove in so many ways with his old enemy. Kingston has been privy to Zayn's actions as of late, as both are on WWE SmackDown. The former WWE Champion proposed the idea for Zayn to have his cake and eat it too. He would go on to say, Man, I thought of this. I just realized that Sami been trying to get in with the Samoans, Kingston tweeted in reference to Zayn's joining of the bloodline, but there's one question. Is he still in with his good boy, Kevin Owens? Do you think he can stay loyal to both parties by changing his name to Sam Owens? Kingston might be having a great play on words, but he's not as good as pulling a fast one. In a fatal four-way match on Raw to determine the number one contender for the undisputed tag team titles, Kingston and fellow New Day member Xavier Woods found themselves squaring off against each other. The New Day tried to get an easy win by allowing one member to pin another, but their attempts were broken up. It wasn't long before the whole match got broken up and the bout turned into a vehicle which reintroduced Braun Strowman to WWE. Strowman stormed to the ring and decimated all four teams in the match, which many believe will be an indicator that Strowman was setting his sights on another tag team title run. With more information, all this continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information about Kofi Kingston and the tag team championships will be forthcoming. Tyler Miller's writing in at this hour, WWE SmackDown Stars Twitter makes light of AEW backstage drama. Now, as of the backstage drama that's continuing AEW from last weekend's involvement with CM Punk and the Elite continues to be the talk of the wrestling world, one longtime member of WWE women's roster has decided that she's going to share her feelings on the situation. Natalia took part in a fatal five-way match on SmackDown last night, but before the show, she went on the air. Natalia's assistant, Bob, took over her Twitter account to announce that Natalia never sued anyone in a match that was ever a backstage leader. Bob added that Natalia was eating a muffin while dictating that message. A short time later, Natalia followed up by tweeting, it would be her 651st victory if she had won the Fatal Five-Way, noting, no one can touch me, I am the best of all time. Now, Bob's tweet was a reference to Punk's comments during the all-out media scrum about his fractured relationship with Scott Colton, also known as Colt Cabana. The former AEW world champion made comments while he was eating muffins. Punk followed his verbal burial of Colton by making scathing remarks about AEW's EVPs, Kenny Omega, The Young Bucks, The Elite, Adam Hangman Page, and also MJF. Now, after the media scrum, Punk reportedly got into the physical altercation at that point in time. This is what's leading many in the wrestling world to comment on it in very subtle ways. For more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and Tyler Miller was have more information on this. Ronda Rousey is making news at this hour. Nick Miller is writing in, Ronda Rousey names her favorite match since she has returned back to WWE. Now, Ronda Rousey has had quite a notable year after returning from an extended absence back in January from the Royal Rumble victory to a loss to Charlotte Flair at WrestleMania 38. However, it's a different bout with the Queen as she's been able to highlight as a current run on the roster. During a recent stream of her game Rogue Legacy 2, the wrestler and MMA legend 
responded to a viewer asking her a question about her favorite match since she's been back with the company. She would go on to say, Honestly, I think it's the I Quit match with Charlotte because I got to bust out the double kendo sticks and act like I was a Jedi for a few seconds, Rousey said. I can't believe they let me do that. That was 100% my idea. The match in question took place at WWE WrestleMania Backlash in May, which saw Rousey defeat Flair to win the SmackDown Women's Championship in a vicious clash that involved a variety of weapons and brawling inside and out of the ring. Though Flair put up quite a fight, Rousey was eventually able to lock her in an armbar and get the win when Flair uttered the hateful words, I quit. Ronda also took her time out to give a shout out to SmackDown star Shotzi Blackheart. It was the second time the Fairhead pair had faced off in 2022, though their first match only lasted a couple of minutes. Their second one went longer, with Rousey ultimately coming out on top. Rousey had nothing but positive things to say about Shotzi, and she was actually awesome to work with, Ronda said. For more information, continue following e-wrestling news, and more will be forthcoming. Vince McMahon is making news at this hour. Vince McMahon's lawsuit officially has been dismissed. Ross Berman is writing, Vince McMahon might not have been having the greatest time as of late, but this is definitely some more positive news. McMahon and former XFL Commissioner Oliver Luck mentioned to settle their multi-million dollar lawsuit between the two parties back on June the 20th. Now PW Insider is reporting that a judge officially dismissed the case. PW Insider notes that both sides came to a confidential settlement and neither side will have to pay legal fees either. Now Luck sued McMahon and the XFL for wrongful termination and sought $24 million in unpaid financial expenses. This led to McMahon filing a counter lawsuit saying the XFL terminated Luck for causes, saying Luck violated the league's policy for hiring players with off-field controversies after signing former NFL wide receiver Antonio Callaway, who was cited for marijuana possession in 2018. Now, back on June 20th, WrestleNomics' Brandon Thurston broke the news that both parties in the lawsuit have amicably resolved the matter and wish each other the best in their future endeavors. Now, it is dismissed. While the lawsuit no longer is hanging over McMahon's head, he can now focus on other things. With more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information on this will be forthcoming. If you're enjoying this podcast once again, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to give you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether that's WWE, AEW, or so many more. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get to the headlines. Wrestling Inc. is writing in at this hour, Rhea Ripley, on how it feels of WWE is changing now that they're under the direction of Triple H. The Judgment Day's Rhea Ripley has opened up on how she feels about how things have changed since Paul Levesque, also known as Triple H, took over as WWE's chief comment officer. Now, Levesque was put in the position after Vince McMahon retired, and Ripley, who was quite familiar with Levesque's vision during her time in NXT, detailed the changes that she's seen now that she's been on the main roster. I feel like it's definitely more family-ish, Rhea told Gorilla Position. I feel like it's NXT again for me, personally. I don't know how other people feel, but for me, it does feel like the NXT environment, which I so much loved when I was there. I have all my friends back and the ones that have moved up, and the ones that have actually come back to the company. Now, Ripley is a former NXT and NXT UK Women's Champion, and was pushed as the top female star of the brand before being called up to the main roster. Vincent, she's enjoyed reigns with Raw Women's Championship and the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship as well. Now, she later admitted that when Vince McMahon was still running WWE, they weren't really on the same page. McMahon 
and Ripley believed that they were struggling to work together, trying to gauge whether or not she was actually over with the WWE Universe. Now with Levesque in charge, she knows and she believes in her and knows that Paul is going to be doing what's best for her. With more information on Rhea Ripley, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. Wrestling Inc. is also reporting at this hour, Max Dupree teases returning to NXT after WWE SmackDown. Max Dupree could be the next WWE superstar reverting back to his old NXT persona under the Triple H regime. After this week's episode of SmackDown went off the air, Dupree teased the return of LA Knight while addressing the maximum male models and Lustharia's loss to the Street Profits in Hit Row in an eight-man match. In a digital exclusive posted by WWE, a deflated Maxine Dupree has seen mopping over her defeat later on. Now he came out and he snapped that up and decided to cut a promo. Dupree stepped into the room and asked his stablemates to lift up their chins, he said. And then he ended the speech by saying, you've got to go through the day to get through the night. With more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information will be coming forward on what's next for Max Dupree. WWE NXT call-ups could be making SmackDown debuts very, very soon. Now, many people are noticing that some members of NXT have already made their appearance on the SmackDown roster. Superstars have made their way to the roster during Saturday's Clash at the Castle Premium Live event. While Vinci accompanied Intercontinental Champion Gunther to the ring for his match against Sheamus, Seiko helped Roman Reigns retain the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against Drew McIntyre in the main event. Now, there was initially a theory of Vince's appearance in Cardiff was a one-off cameo with the Imperium returning to Europe for the first time as a faction since their days in NXT UK brand. Now, many feel fans that he would return to his stylish and sophisticated character on the NXT 2.0 brand. However, Imperium officially reunited on SmackDown this week in a six-man match against Sheamus, Ridge Holland, and Butch of the Brawling Brutes, which confirmed his official call-up to the main roster. Now, the hard-fought battle was widely praised by fans and wrestlers alike on social media, with them pinning Holland, and Ludwig Kaiser executed the Imperium Bomb. With more information on this, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information on the NXT call-ups will be forthcoming. Chavo Guerrero is making news at this hour. Dakota Cohen's writing for Wrestling Inc., Chavo Guerrero comments on the work MJF is doing in AEW and what his feelings are. MJF has been one of the most talked about names in professional wrestling in the last year. He disappeared from the wrestling landscape following a promo he cut on Dynamite after Double or Nothing 2022, where he decimated AEW owner Tony Khan and asked him to fire him. However, after about three months of his absence, MJF is popped up on all-out pay-per-view. Now, he won the casino ladder match, which guarantees him a future world title match. Also, former AEW manager and WWE tag team champion Chavo Guerrero has since made comments on his feelings on MGF and his work since he's been in AEW. This is what he had to say. MGF is doing a really good job, Guerrero said on the Wrestling Perspective podcast. I love him as a person. He's a great guy, but man, he comes across like a you-know-what when he talks but it's awesome, and I love it. Since debuting in AEW in 2019, MJF has played a heel character, has been featured prominently on screen 
for much of his run. Now, he even headlined the All Out 2020, where he challenged John Moxley for the AEW World Championship. MJF is called one of the four pillars of AEW alongside Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allin, four people who are expected to lead the three-plus-year-old company into the future. Now, while MJF has not won any champions yet, championships yet in AEW, he has secured the Diamond Dynamite Ring three years in a row, which he has used as a weapon to win some of his matches. For more information on all things MJF, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information will be coming forward. Tyler Miller's writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. Nick Wayne opens up about a terrifying airplane bomb threat. Now, earlier this year, All Elite Wrestling signed independent wrestler Nick Wayne. Now, he's unable to wrestle for the promotion until he turns 18, but in the meanwhile, Wayne has been wrestling all over the country and all over the world. He had his first match in the United Kingdom back in July. However, on his plane ride home, he had a frightening experience. Wayne was recently a guest on Eric Novak's All Real Wrestling podcast, and he opened up about a bomb scare on a plane ride to Seattle, Washington from Frankfurt, Germany. During the flight, Wayne said the captain announced the plane needed to make an emergency landing. In a quote, Wayne would go on to say, We ended up being stranded in Iceland due to a bomb threat on our airplane. Somebody had written bomb on the plane on the bathroom mirror, and the flight attendant saw it. Wayne recalled. Although Wayne and his mother were stranded in Iceland, not was all bad for Wayne as he revealed the airline he was flying on accommodated all of the passengers. Wayne would go on to comment, We ended up being stranded in Iceland for about 18 hours. The airline gave us a place to stay and took us to a hotel, he said. Once I got home, I left about six hours late and I headed to Nashville for GCW. Now, Wayne had three matches during StarCast 5 event in Nashville, Tennessee. While he came up short in two of those matches, Wayne was victorious at GCW versus The People when he defeated Alex Zane. Now, all the performances came just mere days after the bomb threat. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. and we will give you more information on everything happening in the world of Nick Wayne. Eric Mutter is writing in this hour, former WWE NXT star Persia gives an updated about her injuries. Now, in tweets on Friday afternoon, made an announcement regarding the immediate future in pro wrestling, also promoting her OnlyFans account. Hey guys, D-Lander tweeted, I'm recovering from a small surgery and I'm okay, but I will be out of action for at least the next couple of months. If you'd like to support me, there are plenty ways to do so. Subscribe to my exclusive content or check out my other links in my bio. I love you all. The Melbourne Australian native gained notice last year when she joined WWE in March of 2021. She would debut just a year later, reuniting with fellow Australian and longtime friend Indy Hartwell, who she had teamed Dealander with when the two worked for an Australian independent scene. Now the duo continued to team up until she was released this past April. Now after her non-compete clause expired, Dealander returned to the ring wrestling Taya Valkyrie for XPW in June as part of a tournament to crown the first ever XPW Women's Championship, which Valkyrie ultimately won. Dealander's most recent match was in July for Black Label Pro Wrestling where she defeated Billy Starks at the Black Label Pro. The gang crosses the line during SummerSlam weekend in Nashville, Tennessee. For more information on her and her injury and how long she expects to be out, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be coming forward. Eric Mutter's writing in this hour, AEW celebrates major 
Pack achievement. Since joining AEW in the promotion formed in 2019, Pack appeared to be the guy always on the outside looking in. Now, despite opportunities at the AEW World Championship, AEW World Tag Team Championship, or even just being in a high-profile singles match with an AEW star, many people thought that Pack was always the one looking on the outside in. He was always known as the bridesmaid, but never a bride. Now, much like the Golden State Warriors, Steph Curry, however, Pack has ended up ending that dry spell, and now there's no signs of it stopping. To commemorate his recent success, AEW posted a tweet earlier celebrating Pac's accomplishment and a first milestone ever with AEW. AEW All-Atlantic and World Trios champion Pac, first ever double champion in AEW's history. Now, soon after, Pac made a rare appearance on Twitter to promote his recent success. He would go on to quote, the bloody first ever double champion. That's Pac. Pac began his roads towards becoming a double champion at AEW versus New Japan Pro Wrestling Forbidden Door when he defeated Clark Connors and Malachi Black and Miro in a fatal four-way to become the inaugural AEW All-Atlantic Champion. Now, he defended the title successfully four times since then, both in AEW and overseas, and most recently against Kip Sabian at the AEW All-Out Zero Hour broadcast on YouTube, which was the pre-show to the event. Pack became a double champion just later on AEW Dynamite when he and Death Triangle teammates Penta El Cerro Miro and Ray Phoenix defeated best friends Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy and Trent Beretta to become the second ever World Trios champions. Now, as previously reported, the tiles had been won by the elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks this past Sunday at All Out, but had to be vacated following the backstage scandal that's happening involving CM Punk. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming on PAC and his continued success. With that being said, that's all the headlines right now for Saturday, August the 10th, 2022. Thank you so much for continuing to support this podcast. Remember, it's a one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling. Whether that's AEW, WWE, or elsewhere, we make sure that you get a comprehensive outlook on all the major headlines that are making news in the world of wrestling. With that being said, my name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of NLW.